Welcome to Advisor Talk with Frank LaRosa. Brought to you by Elite Consulting Partners, it's the only podcast offering unfiltered guidance and direct advice for all things concerning financial advisors, RIAs, and the practitioners in the wealth management business. Learn more and subscribe today at EliteConsultingPartners.com slash podcast. And now, here's your host, Frank LaRosa. Welcome, everybody, to Advisor Talk. This is your host, Frank LaRosa, and I am joined today with a very special guest, someone that's new to our firm, but I feel like he's the long-lost brother I never had for some of our philosophies. But today, I'm joined with one of our newer regional market managers, Len Murtha. Len, how you doing? I'm doing great, Frank. Thanks for having me. Awesome. There's an interesting contrast in video. Len just came back from a vacation. I have been working in New Jersey, which is why I'm pale as a ghost. And Len looks nice and tan and chill. <laughs> yeah, I don't usually look this good, Frank. <laughs> you look good, brother. Thank you. So for those of you joining us, welcome to the show. If you are listening to us on podcasts, you should check out our YouTube channel and you'll be able to see what we're talking about. And if you're new to the show, welcome. We hope that you find these conversations enjoyable, informative, and educational. They are not really sort of planned out. They're conversations that we're just going to have, like we're sitting at a restaurant or bar having drinks and talking about business life, because you never know what's going to resonate. So Len, why don't we start off with telling the listeners a little bit about your history, because you've spent a long time in financial services, but on a different side, but still servicing the financial advisor as a client. So why don't you get into that and then talk a little bit about your transition to consulting here with us at Elite Consulting Partners. I got my start in 1989. I joined Merrill Lynch as a financial advisor, and I built up a successful practice up in the New England area, up in Hartford, Connecticut. After completing an MBA, I wanted to explore management possibilities, and I joined a firm called We First Butcher Singer, which is now a part of Wells Fargo. And I headed up their training department down there. I was training advisors, both new and experienced. Did that for a couple of years. I missed being out selling and had an opportunity to join the Equitable, which turned into AXA, but is now back to Equitable. And I began my wholesaling career. And I spent over 20 years wholesaling down in the Mid-Atlantic area, so Virginia, D.C., Maryland, the Carolinas, and helping advisors, whether that be in the wirehouses or regional firms. I even called on independent planners as well. So I was able to see a lot of the different distribution channels that we serve, and I helped advisors position annuities in their practice. And I did that for, again, close to 25 years. It was a great career wholesaling. I enjoyed helping advisors. But I saw as I would go into these branches, I would listen to my advisors and they had their moments of challenges and I would listen to them. And I always thought, gosh, I wish I could help them. But I kept my mouth quiet and I just helped them with annuities, but saw the opportunity to join elite and to help advisors kind of pursue the expansion of their business and the ability to maybe achieve some of the dreams that maybe they're not able to achieve at their current firm. It was interesting for those of you that don't know sort of the history there is that I didn't know Len. Len was introduced to me through a mutual friend of ours who's my head of business development, Kevin Frank. And 
I remember when he said to me, hey, I got this guy, Len Murtha, and the two of you guys are going to click because you have the same philosophical theories and some things that we'll get into a little bit here about what makes us tick. And I just think it's interesting because it's one of these, I'm just going to call it an idea, but it's something that I, for me, I try to bring to financial advisors to get them to change their mindsets on not what they're doing, but how they're doing things, both for themselves personally, but also professionally. And that is, so Len and I both subscribe to, I'll call it the secret, the theory of the secret and abundance and reciprocity and purpose and the law of the universe and energy flow and all of those things. And so what I thought, Len, you've gotten to see an advisor from now two different points of view, because when you're an annuity wholesaler, you're seeing sort of, you're in their business trying to help them do trades, write tickets. And so now you're almost at a, not a higher level, not that a wholesaler is any different level, but you're now working with advisors from a different point of view and try to help them maximize their business value. With all the advisors that you've come across, how do you see this whole theory of reciprocity and abundance? How do you see and what do you see the differences with some advisors that are really successful and some advisors then aren't. We were talking before the call about how you were saying, you think many advisors are doing this, they just don't realize it. If they tap into it more and more deliberately, it would really be meaningful. Can you maybe explain a little bit about that? What I have found in all these years of helping advisors, advisors are very tactical. They're very tactical in the way they operate their businesses, but they are kind of somewhat unconscious as to this ability to disuse the law of the universe or law of attraction to be able to intentionalize what it is they're trying to achieve in expansion, in fulfillment, whether that be both professional as well as in personal. And I'm just a big believer that what you put out into the universe will come back to you. It's karma. It's all the things that we know. And I just know through my experiences that the successes that I have had have come from that, from that belief that, again, how do I treat people? What do I intentionalize? What are my goals? And to put those out into the universe. And the universe just seems to deliver time and time again for me. And so as a consultant, as a transition consultant, I feel it's my duty, it's my job to help advisors realize that they are as good as they are and even more so. And that if they can just open themselves up to the possibility that they're not just tacticians, they're not just helping their clients fulfill their dreams and goals, but that there's a much bigger picture as it relates to building out their business and helping the people on their team achieve their goals and so forth, that that experience will not only bear fruit for them, but it will be satisfying. And I find that a lot of advisors are doing really well right now, but they're also unsatisfied. And I think that that's the missing link. Can you maybe get into that a little bit and give some examples and maybe take a step back? Because you explained this to our group at one point with your experience with The Secret, but maybe touch on the principle of The Secret. We're making an assumption, the two of us, that people know about it and people know how it works and all that stuff. But maybe take a step back and explain through 
in your mind what the principles of the secret really are. Then shift to what are some things that advisors can do now to apply some of those theories, like you said, personally and professionally, some tactical things that they can do today. The basics of the secret are vibration. We all emit vibration. And as intelligent creatures, we have gone away from the core of who we are, which is this ability to emit vibration and to communicate through vibration. Because we're intelligent creatures, we now communicate, we talk. And so we've kind of dulled down that talent that we have because of the ability to communicate in other ways. And so understanding that the vibrations that you and I are releasing right now, that those vibrations go infinitely out there into the universe and believe it or not, are touching people beyond our own comprehension, but they are touching people. And it's those vibrations that are in essence magnetic. And so that's why you find you gravitate towards certain people versus other people. You can't understand why you don't get along with someone, but yet get along with another person. It's all about our vibrations and we are attracted to people like ourselves. And so again, I go back to this idea that if you understand that we communicate through vibration, then we can intentionalize that vibration to actually manifest things in our lives. And it could be a number of things. It can be financial success. It can be love in our life. It could be even manifesting just a healthy body. We're capable of all this. And it's just being able to go back to that core and being able to unleash. I can think of dozens of things that happen. And so if you think of yourself as a magnet and you're either a positive magnet or a negative magnet in that if you're thinking negatively about stuff, it's like we all know these people that just stuff always is always happening to them. That friend that just, there's always crap that they're dealing with. But that's because that's what they're attracting. They're attracting negative energy versus positive energy. I joke around because years ago, so this is something, if you watch the movie, this is something I keep in my pocket always. There's never a day I don't have this in my pocket. And because when I rub on it, it makes me think positive energy, positive thoughts. So I can track positive energy, positive thoughts, great conversations with clients, being a better business person, a better father, a better dad, as best I can. Not always perfect with that, but it allows me to stay focused on attracting positive energy. I can tell you that you sitting here with me and the guys like Bill and Don and Scotty and all the folks that we brought on board, I can with 100% certainty tell you that it was because of the positive energy that I was putting out along with Kevin on what we wanted to do and who we wanted to attract. And then you guys all started showing up. It's unequivocal. It's a fact. And I think that if you're an advisor and you start thinking about, so one of the questions I ask clients is, what do you want to be when you grow up? Because I want advisors to start thinking and visualizing this bigger business, whatever it is, business, personally. Because if you think about it and you dream about it as if it's real life, you will attract those things. I was talking to an advisor yesterday and they have a really great business, but they would like to attract more high net worth clients. So my conversation with him was, well, start thinking about what it's going to be like to have those bigger clients. 
where you're going to find them, what are the conversations going to be like when you're talking to them, how are you going to introduce yourself, what's the story, the why. And so if you think about those things on a regular basis, I don't know how it will happen, but it will happen. It's just a matter of time. And so I think that you and I know this, and I think that it would be great if, which is why I'm glad you're on the team, because I know that when you're having conversations with your clients, you're bringing this sort of this energy to the solution that you're trying to find for them. And your questioning is not just about, maybe I'll ask you, like when you're talking to an advisor, what is it that you're trying to get down to? Because we work with so many firms, it can be, you can throw a dart, especially if you're a W2 advisor, but what has been your approach knowing that this is your baseline, this is how you think, what is your approach with an advisor that you're working with? Without a doubt, the primary thing I'm trying to do is to help advisors because for 25 years, I've counseled my advisors with annuities and investment products, but I've counseled them far beyond that. Again, understanding some of this esoteric stuff. And all I'm trying to do is to help them become happier, more fulfilled people. I just can't say this enough, Frank. I mean, everyone is doing well right now. The markets are doing well and people are making a lot of money, but there's still a lot of dissatisfaction. And I believe that it's because they're not growing. They're stagnant, even though they're doing well and making good money. And I'm trying to help them realize their truest potential and to see outside of the box of, again, just being an excellent money manager of their clients' assets. And there's nothing more rewarding to me than to help an advisor who maybe feels a little stagnant right now. Maybe he feels that his firm is kind of closing in on him or clamping him down, restricting him to be able to maybe experience the ability to be an entrepreneur again, because the the business has definitely changed over the last couple of decades. I don't think anybody will doubt that. So trying to get to go into that a little bit further. I was going to ask you with your years of experience, how are you seeing the business change? And it sounds like you're talking about these advisors finding happiness more on the independent side of the spectrum, but how have you seen the business change? Where do you see it going? It's changed drastically. When I joined Merrill Lynch in 1989, it was very entrepreneurial spirited. I mean, it was great. Every day was different. Everyone was excited to be there. There was a lot of autonomy, even though we were still within a big corporation. And in the last two and a half decades, I mean, it's so restrictive now that these advisors, they've lost that entrepreneurial spirit that gets them going every day. And Again, I keep saying this, the financial rewards are still there, but they're not getting the other rewards. And that's really what drives people to higher heights. And so what I've experienced as a transition consultant is when you go into an independent model, all of a sudden that opens right back up for these advisors, that entrepreneurial spirit to run their business, to have much more autonomy, understanding that the firms that deal in the independent space, see the advisor as the client. And so they're serving the advisor well, which only fosters that expansion and growth. And to see an advisor not only grow his practice, but to think of his practice as a business and maybe even build out an enterprise where he brings on other advisors and other people within his staff to a much bigger thing, 
there's just nothing more rewarding than that because again, it's like a new lease on life for a lot of these individuals that again are very successful and have been many of them for decades. And it's interesting that everyone looks at different numbers and you can say that on average, an independent financial advisor grows faster than a retail advisor. Some of that they attribute to freedoms and flexibilities to do business and market differently. I actually, and I think that's part of it, but from what I've seen with advisors that we've helped go independent, I actually think it's back to this vibration. They are vibrating. They move to an independent platform. And it doesn't matter what platform it is. You've gone from captive advisor employee to a practitioner, a business owner, enterprise, whatever. But what happens is the energy that they then vibrate at is a, a higher level energy. And what happens when you have a higher level positive energy, you attract more positive things. And no one talks about that because it's foo-fooey. And I'm sure people can't understand that I'm talking about it. I'm a fighter, boxer, and all that crap, but it's the truth. But to me, it's I talk to advisors about that, like the positive feel and the vibration and energy that they're going to have and they're going to vibrate at is almost probably the biggest reason why they start attracting money. I can think of all these guys that we know locally that they move and all of a sudden they get this account and that guy comes in and they have an opportunity to acquire this practice and all these things start happening and they were all there. They're out there. But when you're in a negative environment, whether it's you're trapped in a Merrill Lynch office or whatever, well, whatever the firm is, and you have this stagnant vibration, you're not going to attract positive energy. And so I think that it's a message that, look, we're in a business that's primarily a type A personality kind of business. This is a softer, more, I don't know, foo-foo-y, people will look at it differently. And for type A personality, sometimes it's hard to see that because it's not on a spreadsheet. It's not in some chart. It's just out there. It's just, it is what it is. I see it. And that's my goal. My goal is to try to help my client, my advisor get excited again. Because I know if he or she gets excited, that is all going to come from that. The success, the happiness, the expansion, all the things that everyone wants in their lives comes from that excitement. And, and I would actually ask your viewers to think about some of the successes in their lives. Think about those moments, whether it was when they were a child and they were in Little League Baseball or later on in life in business, or maybe it was something else on a personal level. And to think about that success and guaranteed there was a high level of excitement, a high level of interest in whatever that was. And from that, there was work. It was work that was being done, but it wasn't really work because they were so excited about it. And I think they will find that they spent hours upon hours, weeks or months and months on something. But at the end of it, there was great success that was achieved. But that comes from excitement. It doesn't just come from, all right, I'm going to just start working hard. You have to be excited about it. So that's my goal. My goal is to try to help advisors kind of, if they're in a, what they might feel as a stuck situation to be able to go into something that would allow for that next level of growth for them. Wow. That's great. Well, I can tell you that your clients are lucky to have you. I think that you have a lot of experience, not knowledge. You bring the right level of energy to working with them. So they'd be very fortunate to work with you. I appreciate it. I hope our listeners got a good sense of who you are. And 
if you're out there listening and you're thinking about and you're feeling like you're stagnant at whatever firm you are, you need to give Len a call. He will help you clearly. I would say that we take every client that we work with in the move personally, as if it's our own book of business. We want to make sure that you're excited and happy with the decision that you make. And Len's got a tremendous amount of experience to help you. So someone, if they're listening to this and they're really serious about like, you know, yeah, I am probably a little bit stagnant, but that is the truth though. I think that when someone moves and it's the right move, they have a level of vibration in them that attracts, like, it's not like they got smarter. It's not like they got smarter all of a sudden where now you figured out your marketing plan and now it's bringing in all these clients. It's a vibration thing. And then actually when we were talking about this, that just hit me. I never thought about it that way. Yeah, I thought it was a great point. And again, that's whenever my boss asked me when he wanted me to speak in front of the whole organization, see, I'm going to talk about the law of attraction and the secret. And he was like, really? He was trying to get me to talk about working 15 hours a day and all these other things. And I'm like, but Greg, that's not what did it. What did it was, it was excitement. It was the intention that I had and it just manifested. But you're right. When they get excited, everything just people look, you know it. People don't want to be around Debbie Downers. They don't want to be around people like that. They want to be around people that are go-getters. That's why Ed Milet and people like Ed are they're subscribing like crazy because they just want to be around an energy like that. So when you have an advisor that does go independent and they start to get that new lease on life, that excitement, the vibration, to your point, all of a sudden people are calling them and you're getting the neighbor that he tried for 20 years to get as an account. And now the neighbor's like, hey, I see you. You left Merrill and I'd oh, like yeah. to talk to you. You know what I mean? Yeah. All of a sudden. <laughs> oh, so yeah, it's funny. I just retired. I just sold my business. It would be amazing if advisors could tap into this more. Oh yeah. Now there are doubters that say, oh no, that's just a coincidence, but it's not because again, if you look at energy, it's negative too. If you have negative energy, what kinds of crap happens to people when they're in that vibration versus the opposite? I was going to say this, I held back, but years ago, I used to like, I would get change, somebody give you change, and there was two or three pennies within. I just hated collecting pennies and I used to just chuck them. And then one day I'm like, dude, do you understand what you're telling the universe? Like, yeah, you're throwing money. money away. So that day, that was maybe five years ago. I will hold on to every penny. So do you have like one of those big jugs filled with pennies? Yeah, I don't want the universe to think that I don't want money. And so it's all those little things. Like I'm paranoid about it. My wife will talk about, oh, hope Taylor's safe driving home and from school. I'm like, why are you talking that way? Don't even put that out in the universe. So a couple of weeks ago, I tore my bicep where I partially tore. I don't know what it is. All I know is it was all black and blue. It was probably something like that. I said to my wife, I said, not going to happen. It's going to be just fine. It is what it is. I'm working through it. I'm not going to let it go down that road. And it's fine. I play golf. I'm like, I fucking healed that shit. I don't doubt it. I think we have a lot more capacity than we understand. And I don't doubt it for a second. We can heal ourselves. It's a matter of whether you want to or not. My mom, she just moved back from Arizona. She went the opposite way of everybody. She moved back to New Jersey. And when she was in Arizona, because all she kept thinking about was coming home and whatever. And it was, she's negative. She's in her mid-70s. She's very negative lately. 
but she has having all these problems, like with her, whatever, stomach issues and her hair, whatever. And she came home and I was like, mom, it's a miracle. You all of a sudden, all of those issues went away. It's a miracle. I said, because I've been trying to tell her for years that it's in her head. I'm like, you're creating these issues in your body. Oh, it's this. Well, the doctor said that. I'm like, bullshit, bullshit. And so she came home and it was, she was fine. I'm like, mom, it's like a Christmas miracle. All your ailments went away. How did that happen? Well, I think some of this, in, and to be honest, not to get all mushy here, but I'm so thankful to be here because I like when we talk on Mondays and we share because I think it's like anything. It's training. If you don't practice it and you don't train, like when you're in the gym, it's the same thing. We're training something different. It's our mindset is what we're really training. But even through, even the non-believer through osmosis, if they're exposed to it enough, they can't control it. It's just going to start taking over. We just have to get them to open up a little bit. And all of a sudden it comes in and it takes a little bit of time. It's so true. But it is a training and it's partially why I do the things on Mondays because what I have found is when I get disconnected from these types of discussions, disconnected from Ed and disconnected from just the whole thinking about it, you get lost in life and you're stopped thinking that way, shit starts happening negatively. Obviously, you end up getting heavy until then you get connected. You got to almost got to get connected again and then things start getting lighter again. It's easier to deal with issues. and They call that in the vortex. I'm sure you've heard that phrase. But you want to be in the vortex. And that is the quan of all this is how do you stay in the vortex? And it could be anything that can knock you off kilter and get you out of the vortex. You watch something on the news and all of a sudden you start getting heavy about stuff happening out there in the world. And so it's like anything. You just want to feed yourself. That's why, again, Milet and people like Milet and other and you, I see you in that capacity for me. Just being around the right kind of people is going to keep me closer, if not in the vortex, at least close to the vortex so I don't fall too far away, which ultimately results in just, again, a more fulfilled life. I look at you the same way. Having you connected helps me. I appreciate that. And I agree. We're helping each other. But yesterday I had lunch with a client and one of his members of his team. And I said, listen, I don't worry about money. She asked me how I got paid. And I said, well, the firms ultimately pay me, but I don't worry about money. That comes. I have a goal. My goal is to help as many advisors get out of bad situations and get into better situations that will allow them to get reinvigorated and to take their business to much higher heights. That's all I think about. I want to just help these people. The money just comes. And that was the way it was with wholesaling. I never worried about money. Never. And I did well, but that's not why I did it. I did it to help people. And the same here. With wholesaling annuities, that's become a little bit of a challenge because the products are really expensive now. They're not nearly as good as they once were. So again, for me, at least, I lost passion in that belief that they were still solving problems for people. I mean, they do. They're just not as compelling anymore. This situation, I feel, I'm like, I feel so lucky because I know I'm helping people. There is no doubt I'm helping people improve dramatically, not just a little bit, but dramatically. For me, that's 
all the satisfaction I could ever ask for. And so the rest of what it comes from it, which is maybe there's some financial reward from that. And okay, great. I understand. I was telling Kevin that I said, look, you're a wholesaler and you help somebody with an annuity trade, whatever. That's fine. It's rewarding. You're helping them a little bit. But what we do for a living is really helping them long-term and their families and can really affect them in a really, really positive way. And that's why I feel like advisors that work with us are fortunate because we have this kind of attitude. There are some people out there that just sort of want to bring an advisor to a firm that pays them the most money. Our approach has always been do the right thing for the client. It's clients first with our core values and the success, our success will come as a result of it. And so what we do, and that was Kevin was energized and all this stuff. I said, yeah, because we really are playing a major role in our clients' lives that can really help them become, like you said, go from a lackluster situation to a really great positive situation that can have lifelong effects on them and their family and their futures. And it's pretty powerful stuff. You talk about that firm family. That's one of our core values too. And you think about if we're helping an advisor get in a better spot professionally, what do you think that does in, from a trickle-down effect to his family life? Oh, I know. I mean, right now, he or she's going home, maybe complaining about the boss or complaining about not being able to get things done or how slow things are in his or her current situation. To now, they're reinvigorated. And so instead of complaining to their spouse, they're excited. I mean, that's what I'm doing right now. I mean, I talk to Robin all the time about how exciting this is and how I'm helping people. We go on our walks with the dogs every night and they're awesome because, and the excitement is just, it's all there. And I see it in her face. She's excited for me. It's awesome, man. I mean, I want other people to feel that. Well, that's why we did this. I'm hoping this helps. So we appreciate the time, Len. Thank you very much for the listeners. Again, we appreciate your time. Don't forget to like and subscribe to our podcast, smash the like button, leave a comment. The questions that we get throughout the week are great. The more questions you send me, the better. Gives us some great content to talk about. So with that said, Lynn, I appreciate it. And I will talk to you later. Thanks, everybody. Have a good day. Thanks, Frank. Thanks for listening to Advisor Talk with Frank LaRosa. If you're looking for more advice or solutions on any topics in the financial services industry, or you just want to subscribe to our podcast, Head on over to EliteConsultingPartners.com slash podcasts.